0: Creative Babble. Can
1: you roll this window front? No. Out of curiosity, are you a sovereign citizen? Uh, there's no such thing as... Only
2: this is not a routine traffic stop.
1: You don't drive? No. Even though you just... Drove, I just pulled you over? No, I'm I'm driving. This is like I'm or I'm traveling. I'm not okay. I'm not driving.
2: He says he's not driving. He's just traveling through. It might sound like the same thing to you, but according to this guy, there's a difference. Can I have uh can I have you just for my safety, cause can I have you roll this window um, maybe halfway down? I you? I'd rather not. I'd rather like be on my way if I could. Am I free to go?
1: You, or? You're not free to go right now. Okay. So what what crime am I being detained for? What charge am I being detained for?
2: You see, the driver is a sovereign citizen. What is a sovereign citizen, you ask? American sovereign citizens believe that the law of the United States do not apply to them. No one of authority should tell them what to do, not judges, lawmakers, lawyers, or police. Oh, and they don't have to pay taxes either. Sounds crazy, right? It would be crazy if they didn't get away with it so often. Please provide Let's play more of the traffic stop we just listened to. I'm not, I'm not being charged with a crime. I didn't commit a crime anywhere. Not yet you're not being charged with a crime. Yep. But you very well may be by the end of this day. But what you're saying The is, officer that you hear in the background pulled this car over and has no idea that the driver has an active warrant for his arrest.
1: Can I ask you this too? Would you identify yourself using my name? Would you like my legal or my lawful name? The name that you the name that's on your birth certificate? I don't have a birth certificate. You're never born with a birth certificate? No. Never filed? What's the name that you use legally then? I, I don't have a legal name. I don't have a legal name. So you said legal or lawful name. What, what's the difference? The uh, legal name is one that belongs to the state or the corporate entity, the legal name you of you. do have a name like that? I don't have a, no. you ever use never a name like that? I have in the past but all those are rescinded.
2: Those who identify as sovereign citizens don't display state license plates. They don't register their cars with the DMV, and they don't carry legal driver's license. Instead, they have their own bizarre way of identification.
1: You know, I'd rather not answer all your questions. I'm Are not, you armed? I'm, I'd like to be free to go. And they don't You're have, not free to go. They, they don't have to answer questions. You're okay. only talking to me here. No
2: problem. In the video, the driver refuses to lower his car window.
1: He won't roll down the window. Sir, all this is being recorded. You're detaining a person that's not a citizen of the state. Which you're is not against a of the law. State of no, sir, I am not. And you have no. You have no. You have no. Anywhere that even suspects that I am or I'm obligated to perform under the state of Nevada laws. Okay. So there's nothing that says that. This is a civil infraction. What you're doing here okay. is, we'll is violating my civil rights. We'll work all that out. And that's a civil lawsuit on your person, also. Yeah.
2: The driver was obviously prepared for a stop like this, he has all the time in the world. But he knows he's pushing his limits and the officer's patience. He whispers under his breath. I'm going to jail. I'm
1: going to jail.
2: But that doesn't stop him from continuing his shenanigans.
1: I don't do anything. I'm not a state citizen here. I'm not a state citizen of any state. Control, 2961. You're detaining a non-citizen Just, uh, right now, advise, this vehicle and it is, is a civil, uh, civil infraction. For, it's uh, occupied by two males in the front seat. I'm not refusing. I'm not refusing, sir. I'm not yeah, refusing. You know, refusing I, I, no, sir. sir. No, sir, I said... This I,
2: is ridiculous. Be, 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 he can't possibly get away with this, right? Actually, this driver's commitment to tormenting this cop finally pays off. By the end of this video, this wanted man will drive away and won't face any consequences.
1: So, if I give you the VIN number, I'll be free to go? Not as soon as you give it to me, as soon as I check it out. And it comes back good? Yes, sir. Okay. So, I'm, I'm going to give you my VIN number. You have to be able to read the VIN on your car. All right? On my. But this is not a car, sir. Okay. Under the definition of the law, Under the the legal system, sir, the law of the country, this is not a car, it's a motor vehicle. Or it's not a motor vehicle, it's not a car, it's private conveyance, I'm sorry. I'm a little under duress here, you're making me nervous. You all got guns and there's people with guns surrounding my... It doesn't matter, you guys have guns. This genius
2: can't keep his bullshit talking points straight, but it doesn't matter, he keeps going. He won't give the officer his name or any other form of identification. He won't even agree to what state he's in.
1: The Republic of Nevada. It's not the state. Good, But the Republic, not the state of Nevada.
2: At this point, the officer discovers an active warrant for the driver. This should put an end to all this, but it doesn't. Despite his magical thinking, the driver is actually going to leave this scene unscathed.
1: Uh, I'm also going to make you aware that you have, a, you have an arrest warrant out of Hawthorne, Nevada you have a, you have an arrest warrant. I don't know if you're aware of that, but you might want to take care of that so it doesn't go further on something like that. I'm just going to admonish you about all these things to give you a warning today. You have any questions from me, sir? Right, sir. All right, sir. Anybody thank else you. questions? No, thank you. No. All right, you guys have a safe day. Thank you. Have a good one.
2: Holy
1: fire. I will be motherfucking goddamn.
2: Holy fuck. Believe it or not, this is actually a relatively peaceful encounter with law enforcement. Most Sovereign Citizen traffic stops have more of a spectacular ending. Just search Sovereign Citizens on YouTube and you'll get back-to-back hours of these idiots arguing with cops. Here's a montage. You guys are tyrannical bullies. You're trying to extort money from
3: me.
4: Don't give a per- You're liable for that now. You've broken my windows. I do not consent. I do not consent. Oh, this is police Fix brutality. You. I'm fixing this you. Is brutality.
5: I'm fixing I to Stop, this is police brutality. I haven't take. done anything. Man. Oh, I don't want man. to break
3: the glass. Don't I it do before. it, man. I, it's not even my truck. Stand back. No.
5: Stand back. Ah.
2: Shit. I'm Javier Leiva and this is Pretend. Stories about real people pretending to be someone else.
5: Open your window now or I'm gonna bust it out now you're now you're going okay I need you to call and I need you to get your supervisor sure. out sure. here I need your center. supervisor out here I need your supervisor I am asking on? for i I am asking him for his supervisor I am asking you for your supervisor hey, okay officer I am asking you for your supervisor. You come out here, now you have busted my vehicle up, and now you are going to detain me. You are illegally getting into my vehicle.
2: I know what you're saying. This has to be a joke, and I wish it were. Sadly, these guys really believe that they don't have to abide by the laws of this country. And as entertaining as they may seem, sovereign citizens are a growing threat and considered a domestic terrorism group by the FBI. According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, there are about 300,000 Americans who subscribe to sovereign citizen beliefs. But there's really no way to tell. I suspect the numbers are much higher. It's tempting to put these morons in one bucket, but unfortunately, it's more complicated than that. Sovereign citizens come in all different flavors. And almost none of them will actually label themselves as sovereign citizens. They go by many names. Some call themselves living souls, others go by natural person, freemen, or the Moorish nation. The list goes on. These conspiracy theories aren't new. They've been floating around for years, but it didn't really take off in the far right corners of this country until President Obama took office. But all these folks have one thing in common. None of them believe that they are citizens of this country. So how exactly can they claim not to be a citizen? I'm glad you asked. Their account of this alternative United States goes a little something like this.
4: ...because the U.S. is bankrupt. The United States declared bankruptcy on March 9th of 1933. At this point, the U.S. began taking out loans from a private, non-government-affiliated corporation called the Federal Reserve. With no money to pay back the loans, the United States began using the citizens as collateral.
2: I found this little gem on YouTube. It pretty much sums it up.
4: All birth and marriage certificates are literally warehouse receipts.
2: Like I said, driver's license, vehicle registrations, gun permits, work permits, birth certificates, taxes. All these forms are contracts, not for you, but for your corporation. Still confused?
4: Let's play the tape. Upon signing such a legal document, You are indirectly waiving your rights under the Constitution and lowering your status to that of a corporation that is created with the same exact name as you. The only way to reconcile your true name from the name of the corporation is to take notice that the corporation has its name in all capital letters. This is known as Capitus Diminutia Maxima. You may take notice that your driver's license, birth certificate, social security card, insurance cards, and more Use all capital letters to legally represent the corporation with your name, not you. According to sovereign lore,
2: at some point in history, the United States went bankrupt and they needed help from international bankers to keep the government running. And at that point, it ceased to exist as a form of government. And now the United States is really a corporation essentially nullifying all of our laws and our constitution. And how does this new United States plan on repaying these loans? Well, they're using you and me as collateral. Your birth certificate isn't proof that you were born. Nope, it's actually a contract. And your social security number? Well, that's your slave number. And your name on your driver's license? Well, that's not really your name. That's just the name of your corporation. They call this your straw man name. Oh, and the only law that these guys follow is maritime law. The law of the water. Still confused?
5: First of all, I don't even know what you mean when you say step out of the vehicle, because this is my private vessel. It's not operating, this is not operating as a vehicle right now.
2: Even in court, sovereign citizens follow their own version of maritime law. When they walk into a courtroom, they won't cross the barrier beyond the gallery where the public
4: sits. Why? This deception goes even deeper when it comes to the courts that we attend. When showing up the court, you will notice that there are seats for witnesses behind a wooden fence or barrier. The defendant must cross through the entrance to the other side of the barrier where the plaintiff and judge sit. This act symbolizes the boarding of a ship. At this time, business can be conducted in maritime admiralty law. The judge, acting as Captain or Banker, is responsible for settling the balance between the two sides. Immediately, upon refusing to come forward
2: in front of the judge, things start going south when the judge asks the person to recite their
4: name and enter their plea. You must avoid agreeing to represent the artificial person. This is done by stating that you are the natural person. You don't have a first or last name because those imply corporate title. Remember that you are a natural human being of the earth. You are not governed by anything but your own consciousness.
2: Here's Terry Kearns, a retired FBI special agent, to help us make sense out of all this.
0: They believe that at birth you get your first certificate and your social security number and that the government sets up this straw man and they know it's a straw man because it's always all caps. All caps. All caps because a lot of legal documents... We'll put the names all caps and that's how you know it's the the straw man. When the government does this, they set up these accounts in the straw man name and they make money off of the people.
2: Sovereign citizens believe that when a baby is born, the US government uses their birth certificate to set up a secret corporate trust in the baby's name. And this account, which you and I all supposedly have, holds a small fortune. $630,000 to be exact. Can you imagine? Each one of us are worth tons of money, but the government is keeping it from us.
0: I don't know exactly how that works, but that's, that's what they claim, and that this money is technically supposed to be theirs.
2: I don't exactly understand how that works either, so here's a short animated film I found on YouTube that explains it for us simple-minded people. Ah, the government. It loves you and wants to keep you safe and well. It even wants to make paying taxes, fines, and court costs easier for you. How? Well, you'll need to meet your straw man. He was born the same day you were. He looks like you, has the same name, and lives in your house, but you never knew he existed. You will have even paid his parking tickets or taxes. There is a human you and a paper you. Or, as it's commonly known, a straw man. For example, when the police say, do you understand, you'll say, yes. What they are really saying is, do you stand
5: under our authority? Oops-a-daisy, you just created a verbal
0: contract with them. Oh, you clever government.
2: So basically, you're a free man. That other you who went to public school, who enjoys driving on roads and bridges without it collapsing, and who pay taxes, well, that fool is a straw man. Here's retired FBI agent Terry Kearns again.
0: Well, and another thing they'll do is they'll say they, when they get stopped up on during a traffic stop, they won't say that they're driving. They'll say they're traveling on the road, so the rules and laws don't apply to me because I'm traveling.
2: On the road. Yeah, because so, a know. lot of people will be like, wait, you're on a road that's funded by taxes, but yet you don't contribute to these. But of course, they're not going to pay taxes. Why would they? The government owes them $630,000. The IRS, by the way, denies that the secret account exists. But of course, they would never admit to it, right? The government's a corporation.
0: Yes, yes, because they believe the government's a corporation. After 1933, when the government went off of using gold as a standard to back the money that we use, that that's when they believe all of this really started to play. Being a sovereign citizen isn't illegal. However, a lot of their beliefs and ideology lead them into activities that are illegal, such as tax fraud, not paying your taxes, not registering your vehicle, not getting a license, those sorts of things.
2: Not all sovereign citizens are con artists, but a lot of them are. One way they try to recover the funny money they believe is owed to them is by scamming the IRS. Some of these guys file bogus income and fake withholdings in order to cash in. And if you cheat the taxman, you're going to get caught, right? Well, actually, that's not true. From 2012 to 2014, the IRS received nearly 7,000 bogus returns. You see, the IRS doesn't have the staff or the resources to play whack-a-mole with these guys. According to a New York Times article, the IRS only investigates a dozen or two of these tax scams a year. It's estimated that in 2016 alone, the IRS shelled out $43 million in false returns. No wonder these whack jobs keep doing what they're doing, because a lot of times, not all the times, but a lot of times, their shenanigans actually work. And if it works sometimes, there must be some truth to what they believe.
0: The majority of what we worked were really, as they call it, the paper terrorism. It was flooding the system with all of their documentation to say that they weren't a citizen, that they were a sovereign citizen, and... They were the real person, not the straw man person.
2: I was talking to my sister-in-law, who's currently in law school about this, and she says that many of the lawyers and judges she knows have had nasty encounters with sovereign citizens. Not only do they act like idiots in court... I am
5: protected by the law. Do not tell me to shut up! I I am am the living natural man, and my voice will be heard.
2: They also seek revenge on government officials who speak out against them. And they're not as dumb as they sound. They've figured out a loophole in the system that could bring any one of us to our knees. Nobody is safe. Not you, not me, and especially anyone who works for our phony government. What I'm about to tell you scares the crap out of me. Let's take a short detour for a second. What happens if you don't repay a debt that's owed to a business or a bank? that debt doesn't just go away the business or the person who loaned you the money can place a lien on your property until the debt is repaid if you don't pay your mortgage or your car payments the business can seize your property well sovereign citizens have been taking advantage of this process let's say you're a cop a lawyer or a judge All a sovereign citizen has to do is file a simple online form on the Secretary of State website and put a lien on your home or any property you owe. Many of the victims have no idea that they've been targeted until they try to refinance or sell their home. Oh, and by the way, the scary part is that anyone can fill out this form online in a matter of minutes. Removing those claims, which can haunt your credit for years, is a whole different story. It could take years or thousands of dollars to remove and it will wreck havoc on your credit take for example the small town tennessee mayor who found herself with a 12 million dollar lien filed against her property 12 million dollars and there are other ways for these patriots of none to terrorize us according to the southern poverty law center in 2013 A Department of Corrections commissioner in Minnesota was forced into personal bankruptcy court by a sovereign citizen with an axe to grind. And in 2016, an Idaho transportation worker was sued for over $6 million for refusing to reinstate the license of a sovereign citizen with no auto insurance. Oh, and by the way, that same sovereign citizen sued a prosecutor and a county clerk for $1.4 million. And this form of revenge is not limited to government employees. You too can be a victim of this fraud if you end up in their crosshairs. When we come back, sovereign citizen encounters turn deadly. So how dangerous are these folks? It's not just paper terrorism. Sometimes encounters with sovereign citizens can turn violent. Now to Georgia, where the streets outside a county courthouse were quiet again after a bloody shootout on its steps.
3: Just before lunch, this was the sound of the gunfight outside the Forsyth County Courthouse north of Atlanta, recorded on a cell phone by an eyewitness. Police say that Dennis Marks, a self-described anti-government sovereign citizen, was behind the wheel of this silver SUV carrying an assault rifle, tear gas, pepper spray, two handguns, a bomb, and flex ties that he planned to use to restrain people.
2: Remember the movie V for Vendetta? In the film, V sees himself as a mask anarchist and a freedom fighter, but to others, he's just a terrorist. And that's kind of how I imagine these sovereign citizens see themselves. They're the good guys fighting tyranny. You were born free, now you can live free.
5: You always have the option to reject their
2: governments and therefore escape tyranny. Because it's your life, and the power is really in the people. In this video, produced by the Florida Sheriff's Association and the U.S. Attorney's Office, Deputy Chief Brett Mead with the University of Central Florida Police Department says that sovereign citizens pose a constant threat to law enforcement.
3: It's increased. Uh, Here in Orange County, is we probably document a new sovereign at least once a week. The rhetoric of a sovereign is very important from an officer safety standpoint. You'll hear a lot that I'm a free man of the land. They will ask you, what is the reason for stopping me?
4: I'm gonna ask you again, what am I being pulled over for? What am I being stopped for? Am I being
3: detained? I am traveling. I am not driving. I do not have to provide a driver's license because I am a sovereign.
5: All right, stay seated in the sky. Do you have a license on you? I do not submit you to an not? unlawful inquiry, sir.
4: OK,
3: so you I don't have, have
5: a driver's license? I have a right to travel unencumbered freely.
3: You do not have jurisdiction over me. Are you a peace officer or a police officer? I also need to know uh, if you're a, peace, a, a constitutional common law
5: peace officer, or are you a police officer? Because there is a difference.
3: Some sovereigns will ask you to fill out a paperwork explaining your jurisdiction over them. Their objective is to confuse you. You don't know their level of commitment. If they are providing this, this information to, in order to confuse you or in order to distract you to the point where they can take advantage of you, and assault you or kill you.
1: It is the world
2: that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. That's Morpheus from The Matrix, not a sovereign citizen.
1: Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind.
2: The Matrix is a dystopian tale that takes place in the future where people are unknowingly living an alternative reality. They have no idea that they're plugged into the machine. That's the way sovereign citizens see us.
5: I'm not in the state of Florida like they think I am. It's hard to get them to understand. I am a man. I don't want to
3: force entry to the vehicle. I don't want to have to remove you by any degree
5: of force. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm not one of your citizens. I'm not in. I'm not in your city. I'm not in your state. I can't be in it. It's impossible.
2: It's impossible. The scariest part about this whole thing is that these sovereign citizens are fighting a war against us, except we're not even paying attention. Meanwhile, a simple traffic stop can turn into a major confrontation. I'm only guessing here, but I would hope that most sovereign citizens are non-violent. But a few of them are. In 1995, a sovereign citizen named Michael Hill pulled a gun on an officer during a traffic stop. The cop shot and killed him. In 1997, Carl Drega, a New Hampshire man, killed two state troopers, a judge, a newspaper editor, and wounded four other law enforcement officers before being shot to death in a gunfight with police. And in 2003, a land dispute resulted in a 14-hour shootout between a sovereign citizen family. Arthur Bixby, his wife, Rita, and son, Stephen, shot four law enforcement officers over a 10-foot piece of land next to their property. But then in May 2010, a father and son get pulled over in West Memphis, Arkansas. I'm Bob Powder, chief of the West Memphis Police Department. They became involved in what seemed to be a routine traffic stop.
5: Though I've always warned my officers, there is no such thing. But really, how much more routine can you get than pulling over a father and son in what looked like a church bus?
2: My men didn't realize who or what they were dealing with. In the dashcam video, you can see the officer standing in front of his cruiser when the sovereign citizen jumps out of the van with an AK-47 and shoots officer Evans eight times in the chest, back, and the arms and Sergeant Powder 14 times in the head, arms, legs, both hands, and shoulders. No warning whatsoever. Neither officer made it home. And one of them was my son. The trick is training officers how to react when confronted with these guys. Most of the time, they're unprepared to challenge their legal mumbo-jumbo. Here's a clip from a police training video which teaches officers what to look for.
3: If a law enforcement officer has an encounter that someone claiming to be a sovereign citizen, call for a backup officer and for a supervisor. Have a plan when it comes to dealing with a sovereign. They will not have legitimate driver's licenses or vehicle registrations. However, they will have homemade licenses or registration which furthers their cause. Do
4: I, I just asked you for your license, well, your, your
3: registration, and your proof of insurance.
4: Kay. I'm gonna tell you you're being video recorded and audio recorded. So are you. Oh, oh, good.
3: Do not get distracted by their verbiage, by their rhetoric, by their onslaught of paperwork or language that they're giving you.
2: Oftentimes, we're more afraid of Al-Qaeda than we are about the terrorists in our own backyard. I'm afraid that we've become so accustomed to these types of stories, and we barely blink an eye when we hear about these sovereign citizens in the news. Over the years, it has gone from minor confrontations with cops to something larger and more dangerous.
5: A confrontation in Nevada this morning threatens to become a modern-day range war. The government is taking away a rancher's herd, and
2: tensions are running quite high. Have you heard about the Bundys? Not the serial killer, the ranchers.
1: Clive and Bundy says the land that I'm standing on right now has been in his family for generations, since the 1870s. And in his mind, he's not just fighting some unfair fees. He's fighting to keep Uncle Sam out of everyone's backyard.
2: Here's how the story goes. The federal government claims that these ranchers, the Bundys, their cattle have been illegally grazing on 6,000 acres of federal land for almost two decades. The Bureau of Land Management, who oversees that land, says that the Bundys owe the government over $2 million in fees. Bundy claims that he doesn't have to pay these fees because he doesn't have a contract with the federal government. Here's Clive and Bundy. We haven't lost this battle. We're just barely began. The money's
5: not the deal, the cows are not the deal. It's freedom and liberty and access to our land
2: and get rid of this uh, abusive uh, government. Two federal judges gave Bundy an ultimatum. Remove the cattle from your land, or the government will seize them. Bundy wouldn't budge. One of Cliven Bundy's sons when asked what he was planning to do, and he says, quote, Our stance has always been, we will do whatever it takes, open-ended. And because of that, that's why they're scared. Because they don't know what level we would go to protect.
5: Why the gun? Well, they have guns. We need guns to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government.
2: The Bundys declared war, and very quickly, like-minded folks, some heavily armed, assembled to protest with the Bundys. Here's retired FBI agent Terry Kearns again.
0: The Bundys were sovereign citizens, didn't pay their taxes, didn't pay their fees to the Bureau of Land Management.
2: Did you personally work on the Bundy case? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. did? Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, it was a big standoff out at the Bundy Ranch face-to-face, armed guns. Luckily, no shots were fired and no one was injured out there.
2: But things were tense. Any wrong move in any direction can prove deadly.
0: So the Bureau of Land Management did stand down. As they said, cattle wasn't worth someone's life.
2: So th- did that mean that that the Bundys kind of won?
0: Well, in a way they did, but what happened is then in working with the Bureau of Land Management and the FBI, we started looking at who was there and who was pointing guns. So we did have a trial, but a few people ended up getting prosecuted and were found guilty, but the Bundys ended up, by jury, being found not guilty. So they did end up standing down. But I think that really empowered the Bundys and it empowered the sovereign citizen
2: movement and power, the militia movement. I've seen from my research is that some of these sovereign citizens, they come up with all this legal mumbo jumbo, and sometimes they get away with it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they actually do get refunds from the IRS. Sometimes they do get out of traffic stops or court filings. And that just validates their... Their alternative reality.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It most definitely does. And it empowers them. And then they think their beliefs are right. It's none of us like paying taxes. However, we all like having fire EMS and nice rooms to drive on and all those sorts of things. You want that kind of stuff, you have to pay your taxes.
2: Well, and then you also have the FBI coming down and beating down your door, which just reinforces this whole notion of big brother government is coming after me, right? They're breaking laws and then they face the consequences and that reinforces their argument, which is very circular. It's easy to dismiss these guys as just another French group with kooky ideas. You know, like people who believe the earth is flat. But these guys are more than just amusing. Each year, their voice gets louder and more dangerous, and their beliefs are creeping in to all areas of government.
0: It's interesting because there's a lot of former military and a lot of former law enforcement who were parts of the militias and sovereign citizen movement. And I guess maybe they became disgruntled or who knows what reason led them to it. Because that was some of the stuff we saw with the Bundy Ranch in Oregon. You can definitely tell that had tactical training.
2: There's even a New Hampshire politician who wrote a bill protecting sovereign citizens' rights. Representative Richard Marple introduced a bill that, if becomes law, would fine state agencies $10,000 if they don't go along with sovereign citizens' charades. This isn't the first time he's tried to legitimize sovereign citizens. In 2016, he wrote a secessionist bill that would make New Hampshire landowners exempt from property tax. That bill died on the vine. You have to give the guy credit, though. He practices what he preaches. Richard Marple refused to pay a court fee, then lost his driver's license. In this audio of him in court, he's speaking to a judge from the gallery where the public sits because, you know, crossing the bar would be entering the judge's ship. Remember, they believe they're practicing maritime law. I know that you are concerned with waiting jurisdiction, but if you're more comfortable up here so you can spread out the papers, certainly um, I would allow you to do that the judge is enticing him to come forward and sit at the defendant's table, but he's too smart to fall for that I'm trap.
5: Reserving your rights to appeal my orders with respect to Madam Magistrate, yes, I am here under threat, arrest and coercion. I'm not here because of an order, because you, as a magistrate, cannot make an order. You have no jurisdiction to judge your own
2: jurisdiction. He sounds like a bizarro Bernie Sanders. The people of New Hampshire actually re-elected this guy over and over again. He served six terms until his death in 2019. But all this makes me wonder, what's next? It seems like the pressure keeps building and these guys are just getting angrier and angrier. Here's Terry Kearns again.
0: So this whole thing that happened at the Capitol... I kind of thought, you know, boy, they should have looked at some of the stuff that had been happening around the U.S. previous and maybe would have had a little more insight into what happened at the Capitol.
2: One Pennsylvania woman who was photographed in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda said in court that she is a sovereign citizen and the court has no power over her. Bauer has objected to being called a person and says that she is a living soul, a creation of God, a woman, as one of we, the people, and calls for all the charges against my vessel to be dropped. Prosecutors say that they have video of Pauline Bauer calling for the speaker of the house to be hanged. Here's Dennis Beaver, an attorney and a columnist who's written about sovereign citizens. You've seen them, it's so typical. Where the police officers, please, look, will go down your
5: window. You will put a crack, refuses to. And then they break the glass. Smash the glass. And, you know, you hear the kids in the background. and. It, it's not like all the videos are the same. It's like, all the same. They're yeah. all the same. What is so sad is that th- this movement has been around for quite a long time. During the Obama era, and particularly the crash of 2008, when Wall Street wasn't punished, but Main Street was, which led to Trump being elected, ultimately. You yeah. had this, this enormous anger in the population and, and really feeling that they had been ripped off royally by the U.S. government. Yeah. But these people believe it. You know, some of them, and, and not all, not all are, are cra- crazies. Some are very well-educated. This is a very dangerous time for our country. You have a lot of hostility that led to the 6th of January. hmm and if you look at Germany, the era of Hitler, you're looking at a very similar landscape.
2: Here's the way I see it, revisionist history. They were funny. They were funny yeah. YouTube videos. It's like, oh, look at these guys, because they seem like a minority, right? Mm-hmm. But then years go by, and, and then they get bigger and more loud and more vocal. And then the Capitol riots happen on January 6th. And then we asked ourselves, how did we get here? You know, and I tell you, I admit I voted for Trump twice. I knew the guy the, the nutcase. I don't think anybody who voted for Trump could have predicted January the 6th. Or maybe we weren't paying attention. Next time I'm Pretend, where do sovereign citizens go when they need to see a doctor? Well, they go see this guy, Rick Van Thiel. So, is this your first sack removal?
5: Yep, this is the first one.
2: This sovereign surgeon is self-taught.
5: And where did you learn to remove a sack? On YouTube, of course.
4: And
2: he likes to perform his surgery naked. I am not only going to do it without a shirt, but I'm going to do it without pants either. Woo-hoo! Get naked! That's next time on Pretend. This was the season eight premiere of Pretend, and it took me a lot longer to get into it this season than most seasons, and it's not for lack of trying. I was just striking out. I just kept getting rejection after rejection after rejection, people saying no to interviews, But I feel like I finally secured enough stories for a full season. And it's funny because they all kind of center around this idea of terrorism. Later on this season, I even have an interview with a former KGB agent. It was an amazing interview. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And there's many more stories in between. Also, if you're a fan of criminal conduct, John Taylor and I are on a brand new show called Citizen P.I., which is on Discovery Plus, Investigation Discovery. It's a streaming service where they interview us about our investigation on the Michelle O'Connell case and Eli Washtock case, which was the premise of season one of Criminal Conduct. So if you have Discovery Plus, i definitely check that out. It's out right now. It's called Citizen P.I., Also, part of the reason I've been late on getting new pretend episodes is because I was busy doing season two of Criminal Conduct, which this season was wild. So if you haven't heard that, you could binge the entire season right now. I also want to take a moment to thank Kate, CJ Lester, Henrik, Francesca Schultz, Renee Reith, and Tammy Kunkler. You guys are so awesome for supporting the show. I couldn't do it without you. And I added a brand new Patreon tier where you could actually host a YouTube video with me. I already done one with one of my Patreon supporters. So if you're interested, go to pretendradio.org slash donate and you could co-host an episode with me. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. Take care of yourselves, get vaccinated so we can move on and... Please stay healthy. Take care.
3: Creative Babble.